welcome back to the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Brandon Chowan. Joining me this week, just the same as every other week, we have Ash Collins and Chris Ranson. Guys, thanks for being here again to record our 13th episode of the Cinefessions podcast. Lucky 13. I'm excited Woo-hoo. to dive in. Yeah, it's awesome. 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 <laughs> uh, before we get to it, though, uh, I just want to uh, send out a PSA. So we've gotten a few inquiries about joining up with the uh, Cinefessions crew to be a fourth host, basically, and some contributors. And so I thank you guys for, I, I guess, applying. I don't know what the hell you want to call it, but you filled out the form, um, which anyone can do if you're interested in writing for the website or or want to join us in a podcast, whatever the case may be. You just go to cinefessions.com and right at the very top, it's right in the middle in that top menu. It'll say write for Cinefessions. You just click there and that'll send you to a link that you fill out that form, let us know what you're interested in. And then that comes my way. I do plan on replying to everyone that has sent in those requests uh, via email. So make sure you check your inboxes for that. But I just wanted to say right now, we're not really looking for another person to join the podcast at this point. Maybe after we finish the Scream TV series, we go through this. Then at that point, we start doing the movies again. We could definitely have you on uh, or anyone on to kind of do like a, you know, just a a, a sample recording just to see how it goes. Um, Because basically we're just looking for someone that fits with us essentially. And that's all we ever look for when we're trying to find another podcast. So someone that'll fit the group and we'll have a good time doing what it is that we do. So with that bit of housekeeping out of the way, Chris, what the hell you've been doing this past week? Nothing. Well, actually <laughs> I saw movies. Okay. I, uh, I saw Ant-Man and it was worse than I thought it would be, but that's no surprise. Yeah. Um, I have very little interest in seeing that movie. I have very low, low expectations for that film. It was really kind of boring. Like, nothing happens for, like, the first hour. There's no, like, super cool opening. Just Michael Douglas being Michael Douglas. And then no action for the first hour. Oh, wow. And then there's, like, a heist. And then bad guy shows up. Bad guy gets defeated because it's the Marvel Universe. And everyone lives happily ever after. There, I ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... same same plot we've seen in every right. Marvel film, to be but exciting. it wasn't funny. Like everyone said, "Oh, it's so funny." It's not. I, I don't think I laughed once. But um, now this I is saw coming pay- from the guy who also said that Get Hard was quote the worst comedy. You've oh my seen. god, Get Hard was the least unfunny comedy I've ever seen. Neither of us laughed while watching it. It wasn't funny. At all. Every joke missed the mark completely. Yeah, I actually paid for that rental, which is horrible. <laughs> oh. uh, saw Paper Towns, which was all right. That one looked it interesting. Wasn't... It's all right. Yeah, one I forgot like parts Blu-ray. of the books, but mm. yeah. and then there was something else I saw. I watched Sharknado 3. Oh, yes. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it was fun. It was better than 2. Oh, but I mean, that w- wouldn't be hard to do. Exactly. <laughs> Someone taking a shit in, on screen for 30 minutes would be better than Sharknado 2. But sadly, it ends with a cliffhanger where you, the viewer, decides the fate of a character for Sharknado 4. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Let me just say, Sharknado 3 has sharks in space with David Hasselhoff. Oh, oh my fucking God. <laughs> terrible. I think there was other things I watched. I watched The Last Unicorn today. I'd never seen it before. I have <laughs> you had never seen The Last Unicorn? Holy shit. No. no. Is it good? But it, it's pretty and it has really 
odd music. I'll say it was odd. Okay. It's somehow good well, bad. It's, it's 80s music. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I will give you that the the song the singing in that a couple of the songs are really good and then the rest are really terrible. Sometimes getting the actors to do their own die or, you know, their own songs is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I watched. Speaking of Sharknado, have you seen the new comic series Archie versus Sharknado? Yes, I saw that that was coming. Uh, I need to yet? read that. Ah, I, you know, I think it just came out because I was on like comicbookresource.com or whatever the hell it is, CBR. And I think it was in one of their new reviews. So I think it just came out and it actually got a pretty solid review. It was like a four star out of five review. So it was it looks mm. interesting. Yeah, I finished the Archie versus Predator comic series because that ended last week. It was, it was fun. Yeah, not not really deep. Basically, Predator kills the Archie gang one by one. <laughs> right. But, I mean, it's fun. You get to see, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch get killed. Things That's cool. like that. I started reading, like, I had a preview from on my Kindle, well, on my Kindle app on my phone, for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But it was, like, the original, it's like the graphic novel. And so if you only know Sabrina from the TV show... This is a much darker take on it, which I really liked. I'm actually, I'll probably pick it up eventually because it was, it was pretty good start, but I think it's by, it might be by the same people who do one of the Archie series, one of the dark Archie series, or it's by the same publisher or something like that, but uh, similar in theme. That, that would make sense. Yeah. So what about you, Ash? What'd you do this week? Well, I didn't really, I had a lot of time in the doctor's offices and stuff like that. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. She's doing better. That's so. cool. We might actually get her in the pool this week if I can get it cleaned up. Oh, so, yeah. Excellent. Fun, fun. Very good. Yeah, I didn't do too much watching again this past week. I did. I picked up my, my new Camaro on my birthday last Thursday, which or last Friday, rather, which was pretty exciting. I was at the dealer for six fucking hours, though. It took forever for them to detail the car and do the paperwork and yada, yada, yada. It took forever. But... I came out with a new Camaro and it's awesome. It's this bright red with a black stripe and I am in love with it. It's a ton of fun to drive. I came in with a minivan and I left the Camaro. So it was a pretty good birthday. So, so did you guys, you know, break it in yet or no? No, <laughs> no, I, no, definitely not. Uh, it's... Well, when you're going about 110, 120 down the highway, just give her a little pat on the head. <laughs> you know, let, let's break it in. Uh, oh, Jesus. No, I, it does. It goes so fast. Like I didn't like when I'm going 80 in my minivan, it feels like I'm about to, you know, it was about to fall apart. I was cruising down the freeway. I looked down, I was going 95. And I was like, holy shit. Like I it feels like I'm barely moving. Like it was, it's awesome. I love it. But it's a guy came in my work the day after I, the first day back at work. So on Monday and he's like, who's new Camaro is that? And my boss was like, oh, it's, Brandon's and yada. And he's like, I got four tickets the first year I had my Camaro. And I was like, oh, Jesus. But yeah, I could see how that can happen. But I'm hoping that I get none because I don't want insurance to go up. It already went up because I have a Camaro versus a minivan, so I don't need it to go up anymore. <laughs> but other than that, I read um, the uh, another graphic novel, uh, The Wicked and the Divine. The Wicked and the Divine. Have you heard of that one at all, Asher Chris? Uh, I've heard, heard the name. It. Yeah, I heard the name, but I don't. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, I was going through a while back, like the best uh, comic series of the year so far. It was probably back in June, and this one was up there with Sex Criminals, which I actually picked up 
but I still haven't read, but I've heard sex criminals is supposed to be one of the best ones going this year. And the wicked and the vine was, you know, number two or, or a tied for first in this person, in this writer's opinion. And so I picked up the wicked and the vine. I just happened to read that one first. And it's, it's really unique. I'll say that like, it's a, a story about these 12 gods. They come back to earth every 90 years and they take over the bodies of these young people. And so basically these, these young people become celebrities. They're like the world's most famous celebrities, essentially. And they're treated as such. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Um, they basically do whatever the hell it is they want to do, just like real celebrities nowadays. And they live it up for two years and then they all die. And then it happens again in another 90 years. And so the first uh, volume, which is what I just got done reading, has like the first five issues, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's five issues. And basically, we just kind of meet all the different gods. There is a story that we follow in terms of basically, is one of these gods a murderer or who is who is the murderer amongst the gods, if it is one of the gods. And they have some interesting characters. I really like the the main character. Um, she's kind of the narrator of the whole thing. The way that they draw out the panels and, and you can see what she's thinking and just the progression of each page is really smartly done. I really enjoyed it in in that sense. The story is has not really picked up at this point, but I, I already have the second volume in my uh, Amazon cart ready to go. I'm going to pick that up along with uh, Lock and Key volume two because I read that first one a few months ago and I enjoyed that as well. But both are, are ones that I feel like they're going to get better as they go along especially the wicked and the divine. So it's definitely a unique story. The art artwork is excellent. And so if you're interested in, you know, finding something different, this is, uh, you know, definitely a good way to go. I also started reading the second volume of Injustice. I absolutely love the first one as I talked about last week. The second one, I opened the I opened up the first issue and the art is so different than the first volume. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" It almost looked like poorly done Americanized anime. It was really strange. So I read through the first issue. I'm like, yeah, this is fine. But the artwork that was one of the reasons I love the first issue is just so different. I was like, what the hell am I reading? And then I get to issue two and it's back to the regular. Well, it has to be issue seven or six, whatever the hell it is. And the artwork's back to what it was in the whole original first volume. And so I read that issue and it's excellent again. The artwork definitely needs to stay the realistic style of the first issue in order for me to uh, get attached to it again. And uh, that story is going well. If you haven't read it, Ash, I'm going to have to send this your way, my copy. I'll have to send to you so you can take a look at it. It is, it's really good. And I think you'll enjoy it. Cool. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's about it, I guess. Oh, I've watched a little more uh, Pretty Little Liars, which Yay! I think the third season is probably the weakest one of the three so far. I don't, yeah. it, it just, uh, it gets, it's almost getting too convoluted at this point. The well, the finale was really cool though. And then did they say who A is like, I mean, not really. No, like we know that there are people working for A and we know who the people that are working for A are, but we don't know who A is or the girl in the red coat. Okay. Like the end of that third season had a cool episode and then the fourth season started and it only showed you one of the many different things that you were waiting to find out. And so, I don't know. And my other problem is that I don't sit down and watch episode by episode. Like Bridget starts it before I get home or when uh, I'm podcasting, for example. And then I'll come into the room and catch up, you know, figure out what happened. Okay. 
but I think I've, I've got yeah. like the general arc, you know, the general outline of the story at least. And it's right. It's good. It's just, it's like fucking give me something. I well, know this something. week was crazy. Cause I'm like three seasons ahead of you. Right. But mid episode, they just dropped the bomb that the real, 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 real a <laughs> has a partner. Okay. Like, you just see a sitting at this computer and said this art museum. And someone just comes in and sits down beside him, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, there's no dialogue, there's nothing. It's just, boom, bomb dropped, and then on to the next scene. Do you just see, like, a black hood and black gloves, like always? Uh, no, that would be a regular A. This okay. person was wearing a pink, like, outfit. Oh, okay, so don't tell and me who just... it is, but is the person Why? in red ever revealed? Yes. Do you remember when? Like, is it the fourth season or later? <sighs> <laughs> It, it's so hard to remember what happens. Yeah. There's two big A reveals okay. that happen. Um, well, that's so all right. I don't want to get it spoiled. So <laughs> This fine. season, I think you find out the one. Okay. And then you'll find out the... See, for some reason, I thought it was season two that revealed. How did season two end? Ah. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know that I saw the the finale of season. Uh, I did, and then we went. I I don't remember. I don't know. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, but I'll run it by you when we're not recording because I don't want to give spoilers just in case somebody <laughs> uh, listening cares. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, they should have caught up six <laughs> years ago. They had their time. That's the case. I should have caught up six years ago. But oh, well. I'm reading the books too, and yeah, like I just finished a book before last because the series ended this year. Okay, so there's just one book, and I don't have it, so I'm just going to get it from the library. Mm-hmm. But this one, like, blew through the fourth wall. Oh, really? Just like, yeah, it. Like, there's a secondary Pretty Little Liars movie being made, and Hannah scores like a secondary part in the movie, and then. She ends up getting the girl playing Hannah fired, and she takes over the role of Hannah. What the fuck? But meanwhile, she's name-dropping the actresses from the Pretty Little Liars TV show oh my as God. people who should be in the movie. And I'm like, that is no, weird. No. <laughs> like, you just, you just shouldn't. And Jeez. there's actually, like, plot lines are kind of similar. Okay. So I don't know if they're... If they were working together, because I'm pretty sure these will be the, like the last two seasons of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, that's what I was reading. Because like season five, they said it had to end the way it ended mm-hmm. to set up the next two seasons. Oh, okay. So, so. season six right now is yes. li- oh, what's the, live. Okay. Yeah, and the summer finale is next week. Oh, okay, that comes back. So basically, the way Pretty Little Liars is, it's 13 episodes in the summer, 13 in the winter. To complete one season. Oh wow, that's different. So okay, I kind of like that because then you're not like you yeah. don't feel overwhelmed with like 26 episodes, right? And there's usually like a one week skip in the middle, usually okay. for holidays. Yeah, so makes sense. All right, so before we move on to the giveaway portion of our show, I just want to run something by you guys because something I've been I've been thinking about for a couple of days and looking around and trying to see what I could find. So I've been trying to find a good review plugin for WordPress for a, for a website. So that way it would give our reviews a more uh, polished and professional look, basically. 
But everything I'm finding would turn our four-star system into a five-star system. So basically right now, when I first started the website, when I wasn't writing with anybody else, which is me, I was using a five-star system. And the reason I did that was because that's what everybody else was doing. So that's what I did. And then I got to reading more, you know, professional reviewer, uh, professional critics and specifically Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert used a, a four star system with one being poor, two being average, three being good and four being excellent. And that's what we currently use. And obviously we have halves in there and things like that. I figured if it's good enough for Roger Ebert, it's good enough for me. But what do you guys think? about moving to a five-star system in order to fit it into one of these review plugins. And I think if you saw it, you, you'd probably like the look of it. Um, but basically what that would mean is it would go from, you know, the four-star to the five-star. One would be poor, two would be below average, three would be above average, four would be great, and five would be excellent. So what do you, what do you guys think? Do you have any opinion on it? Do you care? Um, and viewers viewers like we're on a fucking tv show listeners if you have any opinion on it i would love to hear it just contact at cinefessions.com always love to hear your opinions or you can hit us up on twitter at cinefessions or at simon one or at wolverine factor or at dhgf ash any one of us will be happy to hear your opinion on it but um ash let me start with you do you have an opinion on it do you care do you think we should stick with the four star or do you think the five star would be a good way to move to i actually like five stars a little <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, I kind just... of forced the four star on you guys. I never because it was before you guys kind of came into it, and so I was like, "Well, here's what we do." So yeah, I'd love. To, I'm, I'm interested to hear you continue after I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Um, I actually like the five star a little bit better. Um, it just it fits more with what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I basically what I end up doing is I rate it on five star anyway, and then I just throw it. I have a little chart that I actually made up that it just converts it over to what it would be on a four star system. Okay. Before I even send it to you. <laughs> so what would you, what is, do you have like a categories for each one? Like one poor, two below average three. Do you have anything for that? Or is it pretty much what I said? Um, it's pretty much what you said. Okay. I mean, uh, I, it, like, if I give it, like, a half star, it's completely unwatchable. One star, they might have had, like, one redeeming quality, you know, and then just goes from there on up. Right. Okay. G- excellent. What about you, Chris? Any opinions? Um, the only, the only reason I would like the five stars is because, you know, I do so much stuff on Letterboxd. Um, right, right. But I just, I just guesstimate it down mm-hmm. to whatever it should be, and... You know, I, I often send you like, no, change the score to this, change it to that. Right. For the, cause sometimes I'm like, I think about it and I'm like, you know, maybe it's a little more of like a two and a half instead of just a two. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I don't know. Two, two's in the middle. Two and a half. Two and a half is my like average. Right. Like, so in my head, I, I guess I still pretend it's a five star and just okay. the last star, it doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad I know that because I like personally, I'm not a like I like the four star system, but that's just because that's what I forced myself to like over the past three years or however long I've been using it. That's good to know. Um, definitely something I'm going to consider. I will definitely be sure to send you guys some information on it, on what what the change will be. I'm still trying to find the perfect the perfect uh, plugin. But I think it's going to make a, a big difference on the website. So I'm excited to uh, try one out. And listeners, always love to hear your opinion. If you want to stick with the four star, just let us know. If you like the five star, let us know. Um, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on it, though. 
All right. Well, thank you guys. Excellent. Now let's move on to the giveaway. So last week we had a number of entries, but only one winner can take home the Arnold Schwarzenegger triple feature Blu-ray, which of course includes Predator, Commando, and the Terminator. So I put all the correct entries into a randomizer. And this week's winner is Andrew Shelton. That's right. Andrew Shelton. Now, you might remember that name because he actually won last week as well. So there you have it. I'm not taking you out if you've already won a week. If you've already won, I don't give a shit. Send me your name. Give me the right answer. And you're going into the randomizer. And it just happened to be Andrew again this week. So congratulations, Andrew. I will get you your winnings out to you as soon as I can get to the post office. I still have last week sitting here like an idiot. But that'll get out as soon as I can get to the post office. So congratulations. It'll be on the way very soon. So guys, don't be shy about entering. I don't care if you've already won. Send me an email. Send me a DM. Let me know what the correct answer is, and you'll be entered to win again. All right, so this week we are giving away two Blu-ray DVD combo packs, which I'm pretty excited about because these are excellent movies. I have Muppets from Space and the Muppets Take Manhattan. So it's a Muppets double feature. So you get Muppets Take Manhattan and the Muppets from Space on both Blu-ray and DVD. If you can correctly identify this upcoming clip and then send the correct answer to me at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon one or at cinefessions. That way you'll be entered to win. So again, I take all the correct answers from the week and I place them into a randomizer and I select one person to win the prize pack. So just send me those answers and you'll be entered to win. All right. So here is this week's clip. I ask for so little. Just let me rule you. And you can have everything that you want. Kingdom is great. Damn. I can never remember that line. Just fear me. Love me. Do as I say, and I will be your slave. Kingdom is great. Your kingdom is great. You have no power over me. Excellent. So again, if you know what that movie clip is from, just DM me on Twitter at Simon one with the correct answer or email me at contact at cinefessions.com and you'll be entered to win the Muppets from Space and the Muppets Take Manhattan Blu-ray and DVD combo packs for my personal collection. Oh, and the uh, clip from last week was from Kindergarten Cop for anyone wondering. I chose uh, the it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all clip from uh, Kindergarten Cop. So there's that. And that's my Arnold impression. That's about as good as the Arnold impressions get. I might be that's a little really sad. Hey, hey. Wow. <laughs> Haters going to hate. Man, oh, man. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the reason we are here to review episode five of the Scream TV series entitled Exposed. Right from the beginning, where does this episode start? So we have Emma. Now, remember, at the end of the last episode, Emma's sex tape was sent out to the whole school. And so at the beginning of this episode, we see Emma walking through the halls in the slow motion shot. Everyone's staring at her. And then Audrey comes up. And my favorite line of hers was, you know, this is kind of cosmic justice. Because, of course, she had a part in the fact that Audrey's sex tape was released in the uh, first episode of the series. Um, So, Ash, what's one of the first things that stands out to you in the, uh, the early parts of this episode? 
I did like that. I I liked that they Audrey and uh, Noah completely owned up to it, and that uh, she didn't flip out on them. You know, like it was their fault <laughs> that it happened. I mean, granted, it was their fault, but at the same time, yeah, you know, they had no idea what it was going to do. Right. So I kind of like that. I like that she basically told our friend Will to fuck off and mm-hmm. leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I like that too. You know, it's like, oh, get released. Yeah, well, you tape me, motherfucker. Type <laughs> thing. So, uh, I thought yeah. she handled getting exposed really well, given the circumstances. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I don't think I would have gone to school. Actually, I probably would have crawled into a hole and died somewhere. Right. So. Right. And what about you, Chris? What's one of the first things that stands out for you in this episode? Uh, the first thing that stood out was the 10 second. This is what happened last week. Cause absolutely nothing happened last week. <laughs> recap that they did. It was basically, Hey, my sex tape got released and cue the new episode. Oh, right. Right. Uh, I was like, yep, you had no substance. And <laughs> again, it happens this week. Cause I had no interest. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. My notes are pathetic. Cause I was like, <laughs> eh. the scarlet letter thing. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, that, that entire because that's the scene, right? Because she's in class and that that's a little bit later. But yeah, uh, getting all blurred together. Right. With me. There's only th- there is a couple key highlights this episode. But um, I mean, she handled it all right, I guess. I mean, I don't care. I have I have those tapes, you know, hit me up. I can share them. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. That's that's a that's a true fact. That's not a joke. He has the tapes. <laughs> he has the tapes. But anyway, uh, I liked that the killer was finally back on the phone. Um, I was, I, I was genuinely excited to hear the killer again. I, he wasn't, I feel like he wasn't on the phone at all last week or maybe even the past two weeks. I don't know, but I feel like I was just very happy to have him back on the phone, even though it was a short conversation, but then she pulls that picture. She opens her locker and she pulls, sees that picture of her and will having sex for the first time. And it says on the picture, just like your mother. So do we know exactly what that means? I don't think we do, but it's, it reminds me very much of the movie because in Room 3, we find out basically that uh, Sydney's mom was kind of in softcore porn, right? In Hollywood? Pretty, yep, pretty much. Yeah. That hoe. Making those sex tapes. How dare she? Right. At least she got paid. Exactly. Bitch. <laughs> Chris is jealous. <laughs> so uh, the next thing we introduce, we're introduced to uh, Detective Lorraine Brock. And she's the state police. I like that they understand that the sheriff is fucking terrible at his job. And so basically they just pull him off the case and give him like, you know, traffic duty or whatever the hell it is or curfew duty, I think is what they say. Uh, So I I like that part. At least they recognize incompetence, not that they're going to do anything about it likely. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, thank fucking God. (laughs) At least someone knows what the hell they're doing. Mm hmm. And then we move to that class scene that Chris was talking about where they talk about the Scarlet Letter. We have to make note, though. Correct me if I'm wrong, but not only did we get random student number one a line, we got random student number two a line. And I think this is the first fucking time we've had a student other than our leads say something on screen. The first one, Brooke yells at her for sitting in Riley's seat. She's like, that's Riley's seat forever. And then she, and so she leaves. And then later on, they get I'll get that text message. And uh, he's like, yeah, except instead of it taking 30 seconds, it takes nine months. And then he holds up the phone or three minutes. Right, Will? And then the guy tries to and then Will tries to kick his ass. But I was just in shock that somebody said something that didn't have a name. I thought that was fascinating. 
Is, is, is there ever another time where that happens? Because I don't think there is. I don't think so. They've been pretty low-key. I know there's a couple people that have credit for showing up in a couple episodes. Like Cell Phone Girl number one. <laughs> she's in like three episodes. Right. <laughs> it just goes back to what you were saying last week. Like there's so many people that they could have that they could kill off. Yet they're just choosing not to use any of them. They're sticking with these five, six, maybe seven people. And another episode goes by where not one kill is done. We all said there was going to be two kills this week. There was zero. I can't believe there was two back-to-back episodes with no kills. What disappointment that was. They have like a whole backstory of death that they could be showing us for at least amusement. Exactly. Even if it's just flashbacks, right? And we get nada. It's just blah, 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 sex, blah, 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 leak tape, blah, 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 someone's dead, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blackmail. Right. So that's the the entire episode. Yeah. Spoiler. Sorry. (laughs) Um, And so they leave the classroom. Kieran and Emma are are talking. Now, Kieran is this is like the cockiest I've seen. Kieran is in this episode. She says, oh, you haven't watched the video. And he says, no, I I like the anticipation. And I'm like, really? Okay. It only took 28 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, you cocky fuck. That's what I wrote about Kieran. But and then he talks about where because remember, we were all saying what the hell happened to Kieran last week? Well, (laughs) obviously, he drove up to Bloomington to deal with the insurance with his mom's death. Obviously, Uh. that's what happened to Kieran. How stupid. I I don't know what that's going to bring about, but. That's just how how much how many red herring things can there be in one TV series? Something has to mean something, right? Let's hope so, because I'm getting a little nervous here because I'm starting to think something's not going to line up. You know what? We 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 are mistaken. There was a death this episode, but it was more confirmed death from previous uh, before the show ever started. Who? I heard father was moving a body uh yeah yeah i forgot yeah i so i wrote down like everything we've learned in this episode and i only came up where's my list i only came up with a few things one of them was hud and brock have a past but who gives a shit that's hud and uh, hud's the sheriff and brock's the detective but i i don't i don't care i feel like that's not going to mean anything the this is jumping ahead, obviously, but who gives a shit? The language arts file has malware on it that allowed the user to access webcams. That's our second piece of information we found out. Um, we found out that Brooke's mom was, was supposedly checked into rehab by her dad. And then we find out that the mayor had a body in the trunk of his car the day after Brooke's mom supposedly left for vacation. That's it. Those are the four things we found out this episode. And one of them's probably a lie, and one of them I just don't care. So we cut it down to two. But again, that's getting ahead. So Kieran and Emma are are talking yada. They say nothing. And he basically tells her the whole point of their, their encounter is for him to tell her not to be afraid. And she says, okay, that's, that's her response. Okay. I won't. Um, and then we have Will and Jake talking in the hallway and basically they're just reminding the audience that they are blackmailing someone in case you forgot from last week. <laughs> and then we go to the candlelight vigil thoughts ash on the candlelight visual it was interesting uh it was the the whole thing that happens to emma was just completely expected i mean like they're not going to do something uh this episode you know with that that just it's like yeah that's something's gonna happen here 
talking about, of course, Emma seeing the the Brandon James mask in the background and trying to chase after him, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that and when she was trying to actually, like, you know, do something nice for her friend. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, uh, you were sending her a bunch of crap on the phone and everything. Right. So the killer was clearly in the audience is what they were telling us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was expected. I mean, for the most part, it was, I thought it was okay. It just, they, uh, we're expecting something to happen. They had something happen. It was kind of okay. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing. It was just kind of, eh. Mm -hmm. We were expecting something and it wasn't, it didn't, it tried, they tried to heighten it a little bit. And I just don't, you know, the suspense factor in there. And it's just like, it's just more tormenting Emma. They didn't really, other than that, they didn't really do anything with it. Right. Yeah. What What about you, Chris? I thought it was very reminiscent of Scream 2, um, this whole scene, when Sydney is doing the play and she thinks she sees uh, yeah. something and she's spinning and everything's moving and they're right. doing a little weird chant dance thing. That's a good point. Um, I didn't think of. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. So far, they haven't really done anything new with this show. I hate to say, <laughs> right? It's kind of like, yeah, we're gonna retread on what you know what you've seen before, but mm-hmm. not do anything new, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, exactly. All right, so one thing uh, aside from obviously her receiving the Snapchat, standing there giving the speech, so which tells the audience that the killer is there. She also gets the text saying, "If you tell the cops anything, I'll send your mom's heart to you in a box." Um, so I like now, one thing I do like about this is that the killer is starting to try to intimidate Emma instead of trying to fuck with her mind, basically trying to get on her side. And I thought that was a little change that I saw in this episode that I, I liked a little bit better. Um, and the other thing is with Piper. Now, I'm not going to say it yet, but I'm going to say it later. But Piper approaches Emma and kind of brings up the situation about Rachel's parents saying that, Audrey intimidated Rachel and could make her do things that she didn't want to do. I like Emma's response saying, you know, well, that was just, that could have been just their way of coping with the fact that she liked girls. And Piper's like, well, yeah, but it's hard to know the truth without both sides of the story. I just thought that was really fucking weird and really out of place. Like, why is Piper approaching her in this situation telling her that? It was just really odd. And then I think it gets even odder later on in the episode with her. Was that okay for you guys, or did that stand out at all? That seemed a little out of place. Yeah. I, yeah, now that you mention it, I wasn't even thinking about it before, but yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're building towards something, and yeah, I, I feel this episode, they pretty much just pooped it all out and was like, here it is, and on a giant silver platter. Okay. But I'm interested. We'll, 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 we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to it. Yeah. And then, obviously, like we were talking about, Emma tries chasing this ghost figure, you know, the shadow of Brandon James mask, and he disappears. Even though I didn't specifically connect it to Scream 2, it just felt like, yep, this has been done before. Uh, and, and then now that Chris says Scream 2, it's like, duh, obviously. Which is, just like Ash is saying, just disappointing that they're not really doing much different. Um, the next morning, we have... Uh, Brock talking to Emma and Emma basically you know closes up doesn't tell her anything and then I like when Emma says remember how you said you don't tell me things to keep me safe and mom's like yeah and I'm starting to regret that and she's like well too bad it goes both ways and then she walks away I, I did like that I was like yeah that that was that was awesome <laughs> yeah 
right throwing back at right throwing her own words right back at her face. I like that. And so next we get Brooke and Jake at the coffee house, and Brooke is freaking out at the barista. So clearly she's going going back to bitch Brooke all of a sudden. Bridge one or Brooke one point instead of Brooke two point like they talk about. And Brooke says, "Oh, I have to tell Emma about freshman year. I can't keep lying to her." And uh, Emma overhears it. You can't keep lying to me about what? And so that's when, well, there's a scene in between there where Noah and Riley are, are at the shop. But we'll get back to that in a second. Um, continuing this scene, there uh, Brooke and Emma are talking, and Brooke f- tells Emma that. The reason Will approached her freshman year was because Nina bet him that he couldn't sleep with her within 30 days or within the month, whatever it was. And so it was a bet. And then Will approached her and asked her the basketball game. And again, I thought Emma handled this very well. She was she went for the fucking jugular, though, because Brooke's like, you can punch me. You can punch me if you want. And Emma's like, well, I could tell you that I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I thought that was that was harsh. I mean, I understand why it happened, but I was like, whoa, claws come out, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree. <laughs> she was not thrilled yeah. with that, uh, and she shouldn't be. Exactly. So. And then she says that, quote, everyone lies and everyone's sorry, just like he said. So more of the killer getting into her head, because that's a quote he said to her probably fucking episode three, episode two. I don't know. It feels like forever ago, though. <laughs> um, so the next scene is the blackmail scene. The mayor pulls up to this abandoned whatever the hell it is and walks in and is told to get into the car. And then it's Will in the car trying to get the money. He only has $10,000 of the $100,000 that was requested. And he says, oh, give me two days to get the rest of it. And and Will's in the back. So he doesn't say anything, which I thought was handled pretty well. But he gives him one day instead of two days. And the mayor agrees. And then they, he breaks his nose at one point, And that sets up will freaking out after the mayor leaves oh you said no one was gonna get hurt and then he basically just tells him to fuck off at that point it was just like this is a terrible plot line i know i don't know it's just <laughs> man. it's like something engage me something surprise me do something in this episode um any thoughts on, on kind of the meat here the middle of this episode chris or ash anything before we continue on no i'm just pissed that it's basically thrown my whole Brooke's father is the killer, like, out the window. <laughs> I mean... No, not necessarily. Well, he he's not the Brandon James mask killer. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to kill somebody next week. See, I think he's already killed somebody. Oh, well, he's going to kill number two, then. He's going to kill somebody else. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, we're safe. He was the real bad guy. And then the bomb will be dropped in episode nine. That's my guess. Hmm. But someone... Because thank God for these trailers that I keep seeing for this show that ruins moments. <laughs> so happy. Like, I just was flipping through and Scream 2 was on. And who doesn't love watching Jada Pinkett Smith die? <laughs> so, it's you know, it's beginning of the movie. And it cuts to a commercial. And I won't ruin it for you guys. Right. But, it, you know, someone dies very soon. Someone is shown demasked. <laughs> oh, like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, that's great, thanks. Yeah. And that's why I keep MTV off at all times, whenever humanly possible. But Jada Pinkett Smith was dying. <laughs> you don't see that every day. Put on your Blu-ray. Or no, you put on, put on Netflix. You don't have the Blu-ray. We already talked about this. Put on Netflix. Yeah, I could. All right. 
so let's get to the next scene, which is the other awkward scene or not, not awkward, just strange scene to me. Uh, Emma's walking home and she runs into Piper and Piper says, Oh, how was everything? And she just, and Emma just breaks down in front of Piper. I don't know when these two became such good friends that she just starts crying in front of her, but I guess the situation was just the way it is. And so she broke down, but this scene Piper, you know, treats her like her BFF even gives her alcohol from the flask in her purse. She's classy. I know. Classy like that. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing we find out is that Piper's dad was murdered when she was really young and they never caught the killer. And she thinks that the police never tried catching the killer. And so immediately my head went, oh, maybe she's Brandon James's child. I think Ash, you brought up or Chris brought up last week that in the hospital they saw like the fetus. And I think Ash said it could have been stem cell research. Um, but what if it? What if she, he had a child, and that's the dad? Or Piper is Brandon James' daughter, and now she's trying to catch that killer. Whatever. Um, so this was just so weird to me that she would do this. And and again, the way Piper handled it, she's the way the words she's using. It just makes me feel like she's trying to get Emma closer to her. She says at one point at the end, she's like, "Oh, I guess we both have d- dark daddy issues." So it's just something, when, you know, it's like a sales tactic, right? You're trying to connect with the person that you're trying to sell something to on a personal level. And so she's trying to connect with her on the daddy issues. Why? I don't know. But I think she's one of the killers. I'm just going to say it right now. I think she moved up in one of my top suspects as one of the killers. Really? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. I think she's definitely Brandon James's daughter. Mm-hmm. And while I would love to say I think she's the killer... I don't. Okay. Because I think there's one fucked up little game going on, and I'll get to it later. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I have some good theories. Okay. I'm excited to hear them. Um, uh, so seconds later, Piper leaves, and then Will pulls up. And the only thing I care about this scene is Will got bitch slapped. I love the fuck out of that. And then she dumped his ass, which I also enjoyed. So that was cool. <laughs> dumped his ass again right yeah it feels what number are we on now i know it feels real this time especially with the end of this episode <laughs> it's a really real dumping right and then in the next scene we discover that brooke can speak a second language did you hear her on the phone in the very beginning of that scene she's saying something that ends with chow but she was speaking what, what language is that i don't even fucking know what language french french <laughs> thank you <laughs> We're, I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> but, but she apparently can speak French. I had no idea. She doesn't come across as the most uh, intelligent character in the series, but apparently she's bilingual. So there's that. So this is when we find out that her mom was checked into rehab. So one issue I have here is he says they have strict policies that sh- the mom can't talk with anyone for 60 days once she's put in well later on we watch that video and brooke says that this timestamp is a day after my mom was supposed to have gone and so we can assume that she would have gone into the uh, uh, rehab clinic the day earlier which would have been august 16th i believe and if we watch the video or, or later on in the episode, you, the dad, the mayor, is watching Brooke and Jake have this conversation in present time, and it is October 15th. I might be getting my days a little off, but 
It's like October 15th. So that means that 60 days will have passed. And they never bring it up though, because that would mean that tomorrow in the world of the show, tomorrow, the mom should be able to contact Brooke or the dad because it's been after it's been 60 days. Did you guys notice that at all? No. No, I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> I was more focused on the fact that he was, you know, pulling a body out of his car. Right. I, I only noticed it on my second viewing, but it's just something's wrong with the timeline here, or I, I just don't get it, which makes I, me I, believe that. Whole, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I just think the whole show has no clue what they're doing with some of the plot lines. Like, hmm. just back to that first episode where Brooke mentioned that her, her dad was probably off banging some whoever it was right it's like that hasn't come up at all but hey we have a dead body now like it's just i don't know there's no so- there's no sense of time passing either so you can't tell like what each like is each episode a week is it a day how long it's transpired it is hard to tell if you sometimes you can tell they give like one sentence in the beginning of the episode that says how long it's been but most of the time it's it's if you miss that one sentence or you're not paying attention for two seconds it's hard you don't know because they don't mention it more than once. And so it is, the, the sense of time is really odd. Um, so the next scene we have, so Brooke and, and Jake are walking down the hall and, and Brooke's basically telling Jake everything about her mom. And then Will comes up and is like, how did you tell Emma about freshman year? And he, and Jake's like, bro, you need to calm down. Jake, And then Will's like, bro, you need to calm down. And they just start fighting. It wasn't really a fight though, because Will just kicked Jake's ass. And I thought that was funny. But I, I wrote down that the bros are going to fight. God. Somebody die already. Just one of them that fucking was, die. Yeah, that that whole bro thing. I cracked my... I, I, and they're supposed to be escalating. Yeah. And that just... That whole fight cracked my shit up. It was just... It's like... It's it's the terrible actors fighting off against each other. Just <laughs> and well. And, and, and yeah, it was just like, wow. Oh, man. That's terrible. And that moves into the absolute best scene in the entire episode, the self-defense class in the gym. The The teacher calls up two people. He calls up Audrey and he calls up Will. And Will's supposed to be the attacker and Audrey's the one defending herself. And the teacher's about to tell her what to do. And then all of a sudden she throws him on the mat and says, how does it feel to take it in front of everybody? <laughs> And then fucking Noah slow claps by himself as the scene ends. Oh, that was beautiful. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just, I loved that scene. I thought it was just perfect. How does it feel to take it in front of everyone? Oh, it was perfect. Anyway, the next scene we get awkward Kieran being just awkwardly aggressive toward, toward Emma. It was a little less awkward the second time around. Um, it was more sexual which is obviously the intent. And I like the way Emma handled the scene. I mean, you could definitely feel the tension between them there, which was, which was cool. And then Jake, I'm sorry, Will walks out of the auditorium, looks over and sees them. And then they start making out. And I was like, ah, perfect. Get the fuck out of here. Will you piece of shit die already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So from there we have, so after, after that class, um, Noah, and Audrey run over to Mr. Branton's classroom and they, they get there and it's empty, which is obviously what they want. And so they start trying to get onto his computer and they find out that 
not only is uh, Mr. Branson, ha- does Mr. Branson have access to it, but his um, like student aides, I guess they are, do also. So Nina, Tyler, Riley, and Riley also had access to it. And so basically, who was it that did this spyware? Well, most likely it was Nina or Tyler, not Mr. Branson. But Mr. Branson's creepy ass walks in. And, you know, they come up with an excuse of why they were there. And it's like, oh, just trying to find if there was another scene partner for uh, Noah. And Mr. Branson's like, well, I'm sure there's someone there that would be up for a dramatic threesome as he stares at Audrey. I'm like, what the fuck? Where the hell did that come from? The creepiest thing I've seen him do. Yeah, he's shooting up quickly in my mind as uh, someone who's actually capable of doing this. Right, exactly. That's a, that's an excellent way of putting it. Someone who's capable of doing it. I, I think that's what this episode did. I mean, I kind of just took him as a shot in the dark earlier, but I think now I have a legitimate reason to pick him, which is probably why he won't be the killer now, because if, <laughs> if the show wants you to think it's the killer, it's probably not going to be the killer. But somebody has to be the fucking killer, so who knows? Anyway, we have the Emma back in her room and she gets another call. I just want to say that the Brandon James masked guy... He takes getting hung up on a hell of a lot better than Ghostface ever did. So kudos <laughs> to him. Because she hangs up on him every fucking conversation. What do we find out during their phone call? Anything at all? I don't think so. No. No, nothing. Oh, yeah, she says, my life is not a game. And he says, yes, it is. And when I say it's over, you lose. That's it. We don't really find out anything. There was no real point to the phone call except for him to show her that he recorded her breaking up with Will earlier in the day. Whatever. So... Uh, oh, one thing happens here also is Maggie and the sheriff have their first kiss and we find out that the detective, I'm sorry, not the detective, but the sheriff um, had a past with the detective. Um, they, you know, banged on occasion, it sounds like. And he had a, uh, he's like an addict or he was an addict, pain kills or, or uh, pills rather, pills or something else. And so he was, a, a he's a recovered addict, but Again, I don't really know how that's going to affect the story. So moving on, we have Brooke's house again. And Jake shows up and he comes over with this pepperoni and pineapple pizza. And mm. yeah, it's actually pretty good. Don't mock it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a serious. Mm. <laughs> uh, I liked pineapple and ham, but not pineapple and pepperoni. I've never had. So I can't say anything about it. But we find out that Jake and Brooke have this long history together and he basically just completely sells out Will. And then obviously the mayor overhears this conversation because this whole house is uh, has security cameras around. And so he writes down Will, which I don't know why he wrote it down. Is he going to forget the name of the guy who's blackmailing him for one hundred thousand dollars? No, don't think so. And so you want to talk about bad acting. okay? I've supported Jake this entire fucking series. But oh my god, when he's telling her, <laughs> he's telling her the about what Jake did. That has got to be the worst fucking acting I have ever seen. Like it was terrible. I mean, it was wow. So all right, you're right. He can't act. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally. Uh, god, that farm scene didn't do it, but this one did. This one did. Yes, the farm that scene farm was scene. fun Ugh. compared to this. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you shouldn't do this. <laughs> uh, you can just see him like secretly holding a script down below and like reading <laughs> off of it. Like he's just 
<laughs> so bad. Oh. He's not even good looking. There's no redeeming quality about this guy. <laughs> uh, uh, so from this moment of him terribly acting, we go to the bedroom and uh, Brooke decides that she wants to watch this clip. So we watch it and we see the mayor pulling a body out of the trunk of his car. I'm going to say it right now. I don't think that's the mom in the bag. I think that'd be too obvious. I think Jake's taking the info that he learned earlier in the day and he's using it to his advantage just to fuck over Will because he's mad at him and he sees this as a way of getting out of it. What is your theory? Who was in the bag? Ash, who's in the bag? I think it's the mom. Okay. I think he did it. I think he killed her mom. Do you think, think he's the killer or do you think he just killed the mom? I, right now, I think he just killed the mom. Okay. Uh, and and uh, I don't think that's the only thing they're blackmailing him for. Oh, okay. Because uh, I think it has something to do with uh, somebody he's been sleeping with. I don't think it was just that. But. Yeah. And what about you, Chris? Who's in the bag? <sighs> it's probably the mom because I really do think it's just this, it's another weird random plot line and just throw it in there. Um, but I think it's probably the mom and I'm going to say it now. I predict him killing Will next week. Just going to say it. Okay. I think, I think that's going to be our big hoorah. Everything's fine and happy. Will's dead. Yay. And it can be more into Kieran. Eh. Yeah. Will's no longer the main character's love interest. So now he can, he can die basically. And then, the dolls will be like, yay, we caught the killer. Mm-hmm. And it'll be all another week of no one dying. <laughs> right. So to finish this episode, we have Kieran taking Emma out to the backwoods. Yeah. This, this is just so a terrible song. <laughs> terrible song playing. It's the only time I've noticed the song and it was just terrible. I didn't notice and, it being bad. I didn't notice it at all, actually. I don't remember. I, what's I, didn't, I don't remember the song either. I have to rewatch that part yeah so he he blindfolds her and takes her out and is like or something about no one will hear you scream or something or no one can hear you out here or some shit like that and he pulls out this gun and he's holding it to her chest as he unblindfolds her but nope it's not it's nothing nothing dangerous he just wants to shoot up these cans well basically he's offering her a gun for protection and uh it turns out he's a dead shot he's a what did, what do you call that dead eye dead aim i don't know Come on, He's a country boy. Oh man, none of you guys help me out on the dead aim. I, I'm surprised. I'm disappointed. <laughs> he's dead. No, yeah, he's uh, dead eye. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is, he has a good. Yeah. He has a good shot. And so she declines. She doesn't want the gun. And then because she's an idiot. Oh. <laughs> and then they just fuck in the grass because it's on MTV. I don't know. They just fuck in the grass. <laughs> So there's that. That's this week's episode. I, I don't get it. Like, okay, someone's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're threatening you. You just had a sex tape released. You're single. You're just going to fuck in the wide open. And Kieran suggests that the killer could be standing somewhere in the woods, or he could have already climbed into the back of the truck to stalk the, to uh, attack them later. That's fine. Let's fuck. Yeah, whatever. It just seems way out of character for Emma. And I actually wrote down that maybe Chris was right about her. Because you called her, oh, no, I think she's a little slutty slut slut, or whatever the hell you called her last week. Yeah, she is. She's a bit ho-ish. Ho-ish. That's the word. That's but the word. 
I don't think Emma is our final girl. I think it's going to be the big episode nine shocker where Emma gets killed. Who do you think the final girl is? I think the final girl is going to be Piper. Because it'd be ironic Piper. that the, or whatever her name is. What, the po- the no, you're right. You're right. The podcaster. Yeah. yeah. She's going to be the final girl. Because it's going to be ironic because it's Brandon James's daughter who's going to end up saving the day. And it leads way because they mm-hmm. announced season two is happening. Yep, I was going to get to that so a little bit, yeah. What better way to have a season two is if Brandon James's daughter is the lead and someone is seeking revenge. Hmm. Just saying. And MTV, I'm sorry for ruining your entire storyline. Oh, but you, if you want to know who I think the killers are, and it's a little twisted... But it works. Okay. I think the killers, and it's so ridiculous, Audrey and Noah. And the reasoning is... Really? Their significant other each died. I think the test was they had to kill the other's significant other. Oh. No, I don't like it. I actually, actually, I kind of like that one. If that happened, I'd be so fucking pissed. Because it doesn't make sense. Because... Noah and Audrey have scenes together without anyone else around where they're talking about who's doing this. What, how do we find, you know, how do we find this killer? That's true. That's and so true. it just wouldn't make sense unless they're, I mean, it would have to be like a breaking of the fourth wall type of thing where we're just fucking with the audience. And I don't see that being the case. But I mean, we saw Scream 4. Yeah, but they, I don't. They, they played around it. But there's no scene with just the the. I don't want to spoil it because Ash hasn't seen it, but there's no scene with just the killer talking about, uh, you know, how do you find the killer? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm thinking I'm very close, and I think it's a very good pitch on right there. So what better way for two budding serial killers to really bond than to kill each other's significant other? <laughs> I don't I think it's... And the writing is terrible. We know that. So well, I mean. yeah, it is. <laughs> but I think Piper has something to do with it now, and I, I'm, I was I was riding Mr. Branson to the end, just him. But I think it's Mr. Branson and Piper. Those are going to be our two killers, and I think Piper is Brandon James's daughter. Yeah, that's pretty much a given. Yeah, like it's a little too heavily implied, right? Do you have any theories, Ash? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> this episode kind of screwed with a few of what I I was thinking was going on. Mm-hmm. So, so Ash, before we start recording, you said you actually liked this episode, right? Yeah, I I uh, there was enough, even though it like you know looking back on it that you know you guys guys are at it kind of doesn't do a whole lot other than torment Emma. But while I was watching it, mm-hmm. um. I liked a couple of the different things. We got a couple little drops there and, and stuff like that. So it was at least entertaining to watch. Okay. And I think that's the thing. Like, it's easy. It doesn't matter what show you're watching. You can go through and you can pick apart, you know, as much as you want on any on any TV show or any movie, whatever the case is. And you can find fault with it. And, and so when we're, you know, go through the podcast or we're trying to pick apart those things and talk about those things, it can sound like you're only being negative. but I think all that really matters is how you're feeling the first time you're watching it. Are you enjoying this or are you not? Is this something that you, you know, are are happy to be watching or do you wish you were doing something else? And this is the first week where I was just disappointed throughout the entirety of the episode. And then by the time we get to the end, that was the worst ending 
I've seen yet in the series. The, the last scene was just, I thought it was terrible. And we have no more, no kills again for a second week. Uh, and so that's, I was just disappointed throughout the entirety of the episode. My first time watching it, my second time watching it, I appreciated some things a little more than the first time, but overall, this was definitely to me the weakest episode in the bunch so far. What about you, Chris? What are your overall thoughts? I completely agree. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the show started a little rocky, like that first episode. Mm-hmm. It had potential, but it was like a little, eh, and it got a little better, and a little better, and then it kind of sunk. But last week, it had like a little mystery to it, so I mean, I was, I was engaged enough. Mm-hmm. This week, I didn't give two fucks about any of it. All I could think of like halfway through is, I should have started watching Pretty Little Liars first. Because, <laughs> I mean, something will happen there, at least. Right. Yeah, frankly, I just didn't want to watch it because I always watch each episode twice, but I just didn't really have, I didn't feel like watching this one twice. I forced myself to, though. Yeah, I just, the characters, you can't like someone if their personality changes every week. Mm-hmm. Emma's just this, she's all over the place. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like her at this point, which you're supposed to like your final girl, which makes me think she's not the final girl. It goes back to like Noah's one monologue about, you know, not everything is as it appears and it's not blah, blah, blah. I, I think Emma's going to die episode nine That's Okay. thing and then all of that. But I think next week, Will's going to bite it. But let me ask you this. Would you be disappointed come the end of the 10th episode, which is obviously the, the finale of season one? Would you be disappointed if Noah, Emma and Audrey were still alive? Yes. And what about you, Ash? If all three are still alive, I might be. Um, just because they they haven't done a whole lot for two episodes. Um, but uh, if I think if one of the three or two of the three made it, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. See, where I was not disappointed with Scream Four, I would I would be disappointed here. <laughs> that's perfectly vague. Yeah, and that's probably the the most I can say about it. Ash, watch Scream Four, please. For the love of God, watch Scream 4. <laughs> Just remember, save the cheerleader, save the world. That's all you need to know about the movie. What? That's heroes. I know. I know, but just watch it. You'll see. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, and I've seen it a hundred times. The cheerleader, she's in the movie looking all sexy. She's our she's our female Randy. Oh, 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 oh. Well, <sighs> I, okay. Okay, okay. I know you're talking about sad now. Anyway. See, I don't, I don't dislike Emma. I just think she, the character's kind of all over the place. I think that's attributed to poor writing as opposed to poor acting or anything along those lines. I think it's just mediocre writing that's catching up to them. I couldn't help but think to myself, damn, I wish we started watching Pretty Little Liars in its first season and we're doing a podcast about that instead. <laughs> so, which is, is sad to admit, but that's, that's what went through my head. All right, so let's move to the ratings game. So start from the top. The pilot episode, 1.03 million viewers, ranked number five for the 10 p.m. slot. Episode two, Hello, Emma, 810,000 viewers, ranked number nine for the 10 p.m. slot. Episode three, Want to Play a Game, 870,000 viewers, ranked number five for the 10 p.m. slot. Episode number four, so last week, 802,000, ranked 10th for the 10 p.m. slot. So it dropped almost 8% from the week prior. So this week... Exposed scored 751,000 viewers 
and it ranked 14th, a.k.a. dead last on the TV by the numbers site listing. So it dropped another 7% from last week, and it's down almost 27% from the pilot episode. So tell me, how in the fuck does MTV come out like hours before their fifth episode is, is, is shown and say that, yep, we have renewed Scream for a second season. So it is officially renewed for a second season. And then they put up their lowest numbers yet by a long shot. I'm almost wondering if they see these numbers and say, mm, maybe not. On second thought, maybe not. Ash, do you think a second season is actually going to happen? Not if the ratings are tanking that bad, no. Right. What about you, Chris? See, it's so hard to judge. We should really pull up um, Eye Candy. Because in my head, I thought Eye Candy had pretty decent ratings throughout its thing. Mm-hmm. And like it was like a sure end renew, and they dropped it. Okay. Which, by the way, you, you guys should check out Eye Candy. I've never even heard I, of it. I only saw four episodes, but it got canceled. So I was like, I don't care anymore. Um, but it's, some, someone dies every week. Props for that. Oh, this is by R. It's based on the R.L. Stein book. Yeah, which I haven't read. That's interesting. So. Okay, so the wow, no these these ratings are a lot are are lower. They had fifty nine five hundred ninety thousand viewers, six hundred thirty thousand, five hundred twenty thousand, six hundred thousand, uh, six hundred twenty thousand, seven hundred ten thousand, six hundred thousand, fifty eight hundred or five thousand eight hundred or five hundred eighty thousand, five hundred thirty thousand, and then five hundred forty thousand. So they're about, what, a few thousand, a couple thousand under what we're getting here. But that seems pretty, like, it seems to fluctuate up and down a little bit, though. Right. This and, is but, just pretty much on a downward spiral at this point. Yeah. yeah. And this week's episode, I'm sure as hell, did not help the cause for whatever happens next week. Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine it did either, right? Unless, you know, Sidney Prescott shows up randomly in town. Yeah. He's like, hey! But here's one thing. I kind of left this out. This was kind of cheating. But according, this is from Deadline.com. According to MTV, the series has generated 7.9 million streams across platforms and has averaged 60% increases in live plus three-day ratings over their live plus same-day ratings week to week. So the numbers I'm giving you are the live plus same-day. But MTV says that it's averaged 60% more viewers once they do the live plus three-day ratings. And so... If that's the case, there probably will be a second season. But it'll be interesting to see how that falls out. So, that is episode five, Exposed. And I will admit that I was dead fucking wrong last week when I said that this was just going to be nothing but up from there, from this episode four. <laughs> I was wrong. I can admit that. Yeah, even your Branson thing fell through. Like He's supposed to get all mad and violent. I and know! Just... That preview... My God, talk about misfucking leading. That preview was bullshit. I thought Kieran was about to shoot somebody. I thought Mr. Branson was about to go nuts. Like, none of that happened. I didn't even see Mr. Branson get mad in the episode. Even when they were in this room, he didn't get mad. So I don't know where that part of the preview came from. What was this week's preview? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know. Nothing of note that I could remember. Did you even see it, Ash? Yes, I did. Um, I know it's called Betrayal. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Uh, I know we are going to have some serious questions it's because Aubrey's prints or DNA is on the uh, Brandon James oh, mask. Right, 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 right. 
which I don't remember her actually touching it at the hospital. I don't either. I think that was Emma, maybe. So there's that. Other than that, it was kind of they were kind of all over the place with the preview. They were. Yeah. That was the so, big the big takeaway I took away from it. So. So big question, because going back to the five second recap we had at the beginning of the episode, how the hell did Tyler lose an eye? Because like, when you see the head fall into the pool, he has an eye. <laughs> and then the new head from the hospital is mm-hmm. missing that eye. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, that's really just weird. Maybe it's just something we haven't seen yet. Maybe he collects their eyes. There you go. I don't know. I doubt <laughs> it. All right. Any closing thoughts at all before we uh, close out this episode? There's only five more. Just five more. <laughs> yeah, we're halfway there. I hope to God they do it anthology style. Uh, you know, uh, the American Horror Story style. And we have a whole new cast next time. So what about Scream Queens? Have you guys seen anything about that? I no I haven't Ryan seen Murphy much. show. Yeah, I know about it, but I or I know chick. of it. Your lady's in it. Right. You're Ariana Grande. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely want to see it, but I don't even know when it starts. I think in September, but the first episode leaked apparently, and it's oh. dramatically more humor instead of horror. Oh, okay. So people What station is that coming on? Fox. So you know it'll suck. Yeah. It's fine. And it'll get canceled. If, right. it does, if it doesn't suck, it's going to get canceled. So. <laughs> That'll be interesting. I want to see that movie called Final Girl with Abigail Breslin. Have you guys seen the preview for that? Mm-mm. I've seen the preview. Is I... it like in like hell? Has the movie just fallen to that pit? Because I swear I saw it like last year. I saw the trailer. Well, I don't remember it being in hell, but yeah, like I saw it last year and I haven't really heard much of it since. All I can remember about it is it takes like place in the woods. A lot of it takes place in the woods from what I could tell. I just meant it was kind of like shelved into the pits of hell and it was never oh, going to get released. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right because I haven't heard anything about it. And I, I there's this movie called Final Girls or something like that. And I was I thought that was it. And I was reading the synopsis because it's supposed to be coming out soon. And I was like, oh, no, that's not it. And I was disappointed. So I don't know what the hell happened to it, but it's one that uh, I'll definitely be looking for. So we'll see. All right, so that is episode 13. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here again, as always. It's always fun to talk and talk and talk and talk. (laughs) So, all right. If Again, if you guys know what that clip was earlier in the episode, just send us an email at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1 or at Cinefessions. And, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 